And we're live. So, Scotty, welcome to Deadly Discussions. How are you going today? Thanks, Isaac. Uh, yeah, going well. Um, really busy at the moment um, with uh, work with a lot of our members, corporate partners um, and government at the moment. But um, look, there's never a, uh, a dull day at Kinaway with um, fortunately working and helping our businesses uh, get through this COVID-19 situation at the moment. Yeah, well, so um, I think we've got a lot to unpack. So uh, tradition around deadly discussions, uh, usually audio, you're my first live victim uh, slash guest. So we like to acknowledge the uh, traditional landowners on whose land we record today. Uh, usually it's a wonder, but I live on Bunurong country. So I'd like to acknowledge them as the people that are recording today. And we'll get straight into it. Um, before we get into what's going on with the Kinaway and the CEO, I know you've shared some things with... Um, well, your background, where you've come from. Do you want to touch on just briefly where's your mob from uh, and where you've been for the last 10, 15 years and what brought you, um, you know, to this position at Kinaway? Um, I've been in WA for the last, uh, geez, probably 15, 16 years of the last, 15, 16, the last sort of 19 years. So um, over there uh, working in private enterprise. Um, I came back to Victoria because uh, my wife got a really good opportunity um, Victorian government over here, so we're both originally from Victoria. Um, yeah. we, we had all our kids and, and raised our kids with four kids, 17-year-old, uh, 15, uh, 12 and 10, and they've grown up majority in WA. So we've yeah, made wow. that family move back um, and it's it's been pretty good, mate. It's been good to be back home um, and I guess um, probably what I'm finding, you know, the reason I applied for the Kinaway job is working in private enterprise and, and an executive, you know, private enterprise for the last 12, 13 years. Yes. Um, I look, it was just an opportunity to, to work with Indigenous businesses, what I was really excited about. Um, and I especially around um, help accelerating some of those businesses, mentoring, um, looking for opportunities. And, and whilst there's a difficult time now with uh, COVID-19, um, and but with all um, impacts and, and risks associated to the economy, there's also opportunities as well. So, um, it's, yeah, well. yeah, it's been really good, um, yeah, getting back involved in that. Um, our, our mob's originally from up uh, Horsham Way. Um, but yep. a lot of my family um, were part of the stolen generation and, and we were shipped up to um, Kamaganja um, as well. Yep. Um, um, but, um, yeah, most of my family have been growing up around Balranald, New South Wales. So, yeah, so yep. it's, um, yeah, attached to a few different mobs, to be honest. But just um, yeah. a myself as a deadly curry. That's the way. Um, and we know we have Koori Knockout, which you guys have. Unfortunately, Murray's like me. We don't have anything uh, as clever and catchy, but we'll we'll get there. Um, one of the things that we I know you've been talking about some of the stuff you put out for Kinaway is about um, this term of uh, hibernation as a business, mm. um, term of, um, you know, that we are in a new chapter and a new way to do business. A lot of it's on online, a lot of it's digital. Um, you know, can you elaborate more on what you mean by like hibernating as a business or even as a person? Because we find mm -hmm. a lot of our Indigenous partners and businesses um, want, do two one of things where they sort of just throw on the towel and say, I'm done, or mm -hmm. they're looking for some sort of government support and funding. You know, mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who's, you know, just found out that the sales have just been halved by, you know, 80% and, and, you know, what do they mm -hmm. do? Yeah, look, it is really tough. And I guess probably comes down to mindset that you've got to take into this and and a mindset's a really simple thing to talk about within business but a really hard thing to implement so yeah. i guess one thing i've had my team do when they're doing speaking to all our members 
Um, and what we've been doing is contacting all our members and, and, and helping them navigate through this. They're so looking at um, the, maybe their, their financial situation, uh, but also looking at opportunities for businesses as well. So, yeah. so what we've been trying to get, we've had numerous businesses reach out to us say they wanted to close down. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's getting back to me. Let's, look, let's, not, let's not close down, let's hibernate. So change the terminology, hibernate. Yeah. And what does that actually mean? That means, okay, we, maybe we don't have the sales, the opportunities aren't quite there at the moment. So maybe you not have the same yep. sales levels, if any. Maybe you can't provide any services or products that you need to because your supply chain or the way you deliver your services, um, you can't do face-to-face -face at the moment. So it's about looking at um, you know, using that famous term of working on your business instead of in your business. And as entrepreneurs, yep. we always get held up in working in our business. So one yeah. of the things is to, it's just to work on your business. So um, you know, staying motivated, remembering what your why is is probably the most important thing. But why did you actually get into this business? Yeah, why that's a very you, good point. Yeah, what, what are your values and what did you want to achieve? Um, and they're not going to change. No matter, Blackfellas are really, really um, strong and resilient. Um, you know, if you look yeah. at generations of, of trauma that we've all gone through, um, that you know, this is just another one of those challenges. So it's about changing that mindset of uh, hibernation, working on your business instead of in it, and it gives you an opportunity to look for those opportunities, you know, to pivot, stand there and go, okay, well, there's an opportunity over here, there's an opportunity there. Diversify your business or use it as an opportunity to educate yourself. Um, and yep. there's a few things that Kenaway is going to be doing over the next few weeks that we're launching uh, hopefully by the end of next week. There's some online stuff that we can do um, together uh, to actually help us you know, maybe not foolproof COVID-19 proof our businesses, yeah. but certainly be able to go, okay, well, these are these are the stresses in our business. Uh, what can we do? What can we lever to relieve these stresses and look for other opportunities and, and uh, maximise those? Yeah, it's funny you say, I don't think there's any way you can foolproof it. And I think a lot of people are really hard on themselves on, um, you know, what's happened as if, like, as if they could have done better or be better mm. prepared. But I think many of us um, can't foresee what's what's happened, um, mm -hmm. and then people are probably doing well are people who, who sell bunkers, you know, like preppers and that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, I think one for me was the first thing was not to be so hard on yourself um, that mm -hmm. these things happen, um, and then yeah, look for the the short term wins. I know there's a lot of actually winners, like you were saying, see a lot mm -hmm. of indigenous businesses um, who are in uh, general supplies, office supplies, hand sanitizers, face masks. Um, you know, one case I heard is. A business sort of just did a routine um, purchase um, and then it rocked up early in the new year and they said well what do i do with all this stock and um i, I know they were speaking to government speaking to the chamber and all mm. of a sudden they make a um you know a massive sale for their business which could be actually mm. life-changing um, but you've got advice around um creating sustainability around that too because even mm. though you might be having big wins you know what happens to those businesses when they come out of this situation you know is it is still going to be the same or is it going to be completely different um look i don't think it's going to be the same i think it's going to be different i guess the one thing we're working on at you know, at the moment is what the recovery mode looks like um whilst we're going to have you know probably i think well some of the information we got from the survey from our members around about 76 percent of our businesses are, are really really struggling to the point where um yeah. they're not able to operate at all not to operate at all and then they've got a smaller amount three percent that are actually having best sales uh, they could ever have. So to think that's yep. sustainable, I think COVID-19 is going to teach us anything. It's not going to be sustainable. Um, yep. But again, looking for those opportunities and um, about relationships that you have with people. Um, it's looking yep. what you do, especially digitally, I suppose. Like there's not yep. one thing that can't provide a product or a service digitally these days. 
Um, and yeah. it's about you know, just pivoting and just making sure that, again, you can't foolproof what's happened with COVID-19, but you can use it as an opportunity for to, to look at other ways to diversify business. And if you're doing quite well, like you said before, it's not going to stay there. Um, what does the new business as usual look like? Nobody knows. And I think that's what's yeah. important to start thinking about. Yeah, I think, um, you know, having that investment, you know, like what we're doing right now, um, you know, even with the podcast that I usually run in a studio, um, I didn't really think of it, but that I couldn't do the same thing that I was doing for the last mm. year where I could just go down, everything's set up, I just plug and play, and then I upload my recording. And through that, I'm able to market and to reach new relationships, which then turn into, um, you know, transactions down the track. Mm. Um, but I couldn't even, I can't drive there because it's like, it's in Kilsyth. So if I drive mm. there, I'll get fines, you know? So <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'm going to the studio. So um, I had to pivot pretty quickly into setting up some equipment, um, put a small investment on what I can. It was sort of like weighing up um, where that, you know, investment in the business or personal development is going to go. And this is, um, yeah, the avenue I took. And on speaking of that, what's some examples of um, ways that our members, our Indigenous businesses uh, and any SME should um, look mm -hmm. at, you know, finding new sales avenues of, you know, marketing? How do they go in this climate yeah. when every everyone's either well, not turning their phones and TVs on because it's the same stuff or people are just scrolling aimlessly and it's all about trying to get attention? Yeah, I guess it's probably a couple of things we can talk about here. You're probably talking about um, things you and I discussed previously about noise levels and news feeds, so about understanding what's, what's real and what's not uh, is number yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Number two, I think it's probably looking at um, um, your, your what we call the hunting versus farming. Okay, yeah, so yeah. hunting is out there looking for new business. Farming is the best return of investment that you'll ever have. Farming yeah. is who you're currently doing business with, who you've done business with in the past, and what opportunities yeah. you find within those people uh, to actually move your business forward. So it's not yeah. spending lots of money on marketing. It's all low-cost sales generation at the moment that we need to be able to do. And uh, picking up the phone and, and talking to an existing customer, this is one of the things you get to do now is to work on your business, have build on those yeah. relationships because yeah. you may not have an opportunity with that person right there, right? but they're yeah. going to talk to five other people Okay, that may have yeah. an opportunity to pop up. Um, and, you know, I worked in the car sales industry for a long, long time and um, it was a dealer principal, some car dealerships where that was one of our main sources of revenue is I can go on, I yeah. could go on hundreds of thousands of dollars per month on advertising marketing. And it wasn't about how much money we made on the car. It was about keeping that customer engaged and then coming back to the service and so forth. Yeah, sure. What we used to get was that the, the best return of investment was was just talking to our existing customer, asking yeah. for sales. And that's the most important thing we can do right now. Yeah, fantastic. Um, well, let's move on to another question, uh, sort of around, um, let's go into managing sort of your receivables and your payables on the same mm. page as I think as um, getting on the phone with customers. I think, you know, empathy is really key here because um, your people who um, to pay you or people that you're going to pay, they'll be in the same situation. Mm. So I think having, going in with that empathy instead of uh, where's my money sort of approach, um, you know, what's advice you'd be giving to people to manage payables and receivables in this time? Yeah, I, well, I think you covered it up pretty well then about just understanding that other people are in the same position as you. So empathy is really important. Uh, understanding um, what your expenditure is really early is important, okay? And the government's announced some initiatives in regards to um, loan repayments, payments, mortgage repayments, uh, commercial lease arrangements. But it's about having those open and transparent conversations with your suppliers, okay, because like we said before, they're going to be in the same boat as you. Um, but also you need to understand what what um, 
revenue you've got coming in as well, whether you've got any or you've got none. Um, yeah. And understanding, basically, and I've, I've spoken about this before in a couple other uh, podcasts, is that um, understanding uh, your worst case and best case scenario, and hopefully you land somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, but again, you can't make any guesses. You've got to be really harsh. Uh, so yeah. it's been understanding, um, you know, your profit loss statement, understand where the revenue is yeah. coming from, where your expenditure is going, having those open discussions with your suppliers, um, not just about you being able to pay bills, but also what level of um, supplies they can give you as well. You might have, yeah. you know, might be, just say, for instance, an artist um, that relies on getting campus and paints, and you can yeah. operate quite well in this situation because maybe you, yeah. you go usually and sell things online. But what if you can't get those supplies and they'll send yeah. you back to square one? So it's understanding yeah. that very early on. Yeah, that's important. I think as that stress comes on, a, you were saying going back to your why you got into business, um, some of my good friends who, you know, probably only four or five months ago, they were announcing they've had, that, you know, a life-changing contract. And now all of a sudden, the business is nearly gone. Um, it can be very humiliating in a way because you're sort of like you were, you know, in your stride, you had confidence, and all of a sudden, someone's pulled the rug out underneath mm. you. Um, you know, what do you suggest to people even just trying to get income in for their personal, you know, living expenses and different things like that? Would you have any advice to someone who now can't draw an income from the business and they have to mm. go work at Woolies or Coles? You know, what would your best advice be to those sort of people? I guess it's just um, being humble. Um, I, I know um, it is quite hard, uh, especially for Indigenous businesses and uh, and especially some of our women that have been in business, that uh, there's been a yeah. confidence issue there to get into business in the first place. Because being an entrepreneur, um, being an enterprise, takes a lot of confidence and, yeah. and backing yourself. And, and some of the conversations we've had in particular with some of our members is quite heartbreaking that they've built these great businesses, maximised their opportunities, um, but then the opportunities uh, dry up in a situation like this. How do you keep them engaged? So I guess you've got to make the right decisions for your family. That's that's the number one thing. Um, because yeah. like I said, we're all, any business can go in hibernation. Any business. Yeah. And that's what we're going to start thinking about. Let's not start thinking of the worst, that we're going to go broke. You know, the government's not going to allow that. Kinaway's not yeah. going to allow that. As a mob, we're not going to allow that to happen to each other. Um, you look yeah. at um, and uh, some of the other uh, parts of the community. So you look at the, the Jewish people. Um, yeah. You look um, Vietnamese, the Greeks yeah. in particular. Okay, the Greeks are a really good example. Now, they've yeah. been in business for generations. We haven't. Uh, yeah. The Greeks have been really good. I remember when I was a kid, every fish and chip shop was owned by <laughs> the Greek person. Now they're yeah. not owned by someone yeah. else. But guess what? The Greek people own the supply chain. <laughs> they own, yeah, they yeah, own yeah. deliver the fish. They own the, the fishing yeah. fishing boat. So, um, you know, what, I would love for our business to get to there. Um, and that's not going to happen in the short term, especially with things like COVID-19. So you remember that they're going to be all the big things that happen. So that's about thinking back to our why, why we want to do it, make the right decisions for our for our families about yeah. getting income. So whether it is uh, getting a job at Woolies, but don't yeah. lose that aim and that objective of having your own business and why you got into it in the first place. Why? Yeah. And you look at the values of an Indigenous business, and many surveys have been done, the values of an Indigenous business and a non-Indigenous business. A non-Indigenous business is about um, creating wealth, um, you know, profits. And indigenous yeah. business is not about that with some of the surveys. It's, it's about um, belonging to something. It's about making a contribution. Um, that doesn't change now because COVID-19 and, and businesses aren't doing so well. That's, again, just go into hibernation. Um, don't be embarrassed. It's happening everywhere. But have that confidence that you still can relate and still turn back to your why, why you're doing it in the first yeah. place. And, 
And then yeah. it, most of the time that relates back to our family. So then if we do have to go get a job at Woolies or we're, we're getting some yeah. um, benefits, then that's what it is. That's, you know, we're still providing for our family. So our wires are still aligned to why we got into business as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think on that topic, I know one of the hardest jobs you've had and the team is actually talking to the businesses mm. to get the data to survey. Um, and some of those conversations, they wouldn't be very um, pretty. I think they'd be quite you know, heartbreaking. Um, but you've pushed through and you've just shown me before, and I'll bring it up on the mm. screen now. Um, sure. You've got the uh, economic impact report here. Mm. Um, did you want to share a little bit about, um, you know, who's this for? You know, who's the report for? Is this for... Yeah. Um, government or who's going to be the, the main recipient of this? So this is this report was uh, was an accident to, to be honest. Um, yes. <laughs> what we did initially in uh, my my team um, in particular, James and um, Damien, um, we were doing a triage on all our indigenous businesses. And initially, we did a, an online survey, which we had a great response. Um, people were talking about the help they needed. Um, you know, where, how their business is affected, especially financially, how many employees are affected. Um, yep. And then we get information like, oh, my God, this is, in, we're in dire strait here. Um, if yeah. something's done, it's like, how are we going to help everybody? Um, yep. And with the, the team that we've got, that made it quite difficult because we don't have a large team. Um, yep. So we, we split the database up and I've got uh, Damien James to go and speak to these people in de detail about their businesses and collect some yep. really good data. And it wasn't just about collecting the data. We also, they also came up with some ways to help the businesses pivot uh, to help them go yep. through their financials and understand um, where they're at, what their worst case and best case scenario was. Uh, and yep. look, they were difficult conversations, um, but, you know, there's some, got some really good quotes in there as well. So, like, for instance, yep. some people, like, and I think this is the strength of being a black fella, is yep. that... Sometimes we can be shame, you know, about yeah. um, we're not really good at talking about how good we're going and, and definitely get a bit yeah. shame doing too flash, but that, I think that's yeah. the same yeah. thing. But some of the, the businesses were like, I've got a quote here, you know, hey, brother, yeah. just want to say that I really appreciate being able to yarn with you yesterday. It helped me clear up some things for me, and now I have things heading in the right direction. So thanks very much. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, so it's not about just, uh, and look, it was confronting for, for my staff and me to talk to those people, but to, to our members. But um, you know, I think people appreciated it as well. Sometimes it is about just having a yarn. So just yeah, okay. out yep. there that um, is an Indigenous business and it's just another Indigenous person and you know somebody's in Indigenous business, just ask how they're going. That's the one thing yep. we can do for each other. Ask how we're going and, and prepare to sit there and have a bit of a discussion and don't make any judgments. Just an ear sometimes, just an ear. But um, some of the stats we came up with, it was 76% um, of, of businesses um, had their um, sales revenues dropped below 70% yeah. what they did the previous year. So yeah. um, now that may not be any different to any mainstream business. Um, yeah. That's what I want to make really clear for this report when we, we present it to government. It's not about treating Aboriginal people differently, Aboriginal business differently to any other business. It's about yeah. understanding the why our people got into these businesses in the first place. Um, yeah, sure. contribution. Um, you know, one of the famous stats out there is that an Indigenous business is 100 times more likely to employ an Aboriginal person. Now, 70% yeah. of our businesses are dropping their revenue by up to 70%. Um, there's not going to be any jobs out there for blackfellas. Um, yeah. 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 So I guess it's using this as a platform now um, to make some points with government. It's given some real data on um, Indigenous businesses and what it means to the rest of the community. And we're talking about confidence levels, we're talking about closing the gap. Um, yeah. um, you know, not being able to provide 
uh, specific support for Indigenous businesses, we'll see the whole yeah. sector potentially fall over. And the, the social implications to that are massive, absolutely yeah. massive. Yeah, huge. And, um, you know, I think a, a number that First Nations Capital shared about the gap being a, uh, mm. I think, $30 million a year industry yep. where um, you've got funding going out to organisations to close the gap and they uh, are trying to close the gap. But mm. if the gap was closed, it was, I think, a surplus of 16 mil to the Australian uh, economy. Yeah. Um, billion. I better go and check my facts. But the mm. point the point being is that there's an incentive um, for all Australians to close the gap on a monetary mm. uh, level. And yeah. when we have those Indigenous businesses employing other Indigenous people, and it's not just a, a paycheck, it's the culture of, of it as well. Mm. And uh, I think what we will see is um, like a generation two um, of Aboriginal businesses that are coming yeah. out now um, being more resilient and, and, and wise when it comes to... Um, being what's properly sustainable. Um, mm. I think we go after having government as our main um, uh, customer yep. and we can see when things start to get a little bit um, mm. uh, heavy. It's good to have other market segmentation as well, um, yep. other ways that you can generate revenue. So mm. now you guys are on to a winner. I was just going to bring up some of the slide as we keep talking of some of the yep. uh, other businesses that are out and about. So um, here we go. Mm. Sharon Cooey Cafe. Yeah, with, uh, Nova. Uh, we know she's doing well. She's got the uh, frozen meals that it looks like she's got approved, and she she'll has. be on the ground running. She's going through that process at the moment. Uh, I only spoke to her last night because uh, yep. she, Sharon's using this opportunity to also work on her business. So she came from a really yep. clever idea where she wanted to provide uh, frozen meals to maybe the elderly, um, yep. government agencies, and also just uh, the community. Um, yep. And she very smartly came up with a survey. Oh, hang means- on. Sorry. That was. <laughs> what is that? Wondering, that's, that's Scott's um, uh, VFL team that he's created on the site as well. We'll skip, skip through that one. Yeah, that's, thanks, in wrong, that's in the wrong yeah. folder. Yeah. That is <laughs> um, like yeah. that. So Sharon's done quite well in terms of trying to pivot. Um, and now she's got some funding applications in to get for some grants and a loan to, to have a massive freezer in her factory that she's got. Yeah, wow. Um, and, and um, yeah, I think this is – so this is not a – so this is talking about sustainability for her business because she was running a yeah. cafe. Um, yeah. So sustainability for her is actually I can provide these frozen meals now for the elderly um, and the community, but it's something yeah. she can continue on doing as well. Um, yeah, develop- okay. Business. So, like, when I went through the survey and, and you know, commend her greatly for thinking uh, to have that entrepreneurial mindset to say, see what people want before you develop it. And so yep. many people are interested in traditional foods as a frozen as a frozen meal. So yeah, she's found so something quite unique that she can uh, take advantage of. Yeah, I saw the survey. I saw my favourite, which is our uh, emu pies. So <laughs> just the best. With yeah. tomato sauce, that's a winner. So uh, yeah. that's fantastic, mate. Um, I think we've covered a lot of ground um, for today. Mm. Um finish on a positive note uh what do you see um you know what do you see coming out of this this crisis what do you see happening with the indigenous businesses and what are your sort of insights on what um we should be doing what you know if we had to write down a priority today Mm -hmm. what should i do today for my business aboriginal business where would i start well i guess it's it's looking at what the recovery looks like okay so it's not about opening your doors and and just going blah because the yeah. community, uh, the, bit, the, the consumer community, may not be ready straight away. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. the one thing to think about, that um, people are hurting everywhere. Um, yeah. So you're not going to be able, you may not be at the same revenue streams um, or service deliveries um, at the same time 
you know, when we open the door. So it's about understanding again what your supply chain, what your supply yeah. chain can provide for you, um, and planning uh, what you can provide and what you think your um, your your customers want. So that's why it's really important at the moment to keep in contact with if your current and previous customers, um, yeah. because that's where you can have some really really quick wins. What it looks like, I don't think anybody knows. Um, yeah. So it's about um, and putting um, you know accountant cap on. Um, I guess it's about minimising risk. Uh, it's yep. probably the main thing. Um, I think when I, I look at um, our Indigenous businesses and, and from the survey, gee, I think it was about, uh, let me double check, 82% yeah, yeah. of businesses relied on revenue from government. Okay, wow. So, yeah, 82%. Um, and amongst that as well, they also relied on a lot of um, revenue from corporate, so 71% as well. Um, and yep. 40% from events as well. So some of those are going to be double, tripled up and so forth. But yep. so that those sorts of things probably aren't going to happen very quickly. Government's not going to open their books up again for, for a while because obviously yeah. this is costing a lot of money. Corporates yep. are being run on very strict um, budgets as well, and you see all the layoffs Health that have been yep. Yeah. And events, we don't know what that's going to look like next month, the month after, even six mm. months. We don't know whether we are going to be able to have events where people can gather and so yep. forth. So, it's about thinking about those risks within your business, um, yeah. and then minimising those risks when um, when we slowly and, and government are talking about slowly reopening um, some of the restrictions that are in place at the moment. Yeah, well, I look forward to um, getting out of my house. So hopefully that uh, <laughs> picks up pace. And thank you so much for coming on today, Scott. I know you're, you're a very busy man, um, and we'll post this video up um, for everyone to watch and view and put on the Kinaway channels as well and look forward to catching up in a couple of weeks with yourself or some of the mm. members mm. absolutely no worries thanks isaac no worries thanks mate have a day